The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. My name is Sasha. I am your host for this edition of The She Word, the young women's edition, where we are having conversations which are more tailored towards a younger demographic of women. I would like to remind you to follow and subscribe to our channels. You can follow on, on Spotify and Instagram. You can subscribe on Patreon. And when you do that, you are supporting the Richmond Foundation as 50% of our proceedings go towards the foundation so they can offer free therapy for women who are struggling to access it. Now, today's show is Young Women and Harassment, and while I'm aware this show won't be an easy one, it is a conversation that definitely needs to be had between young women. A recent experience I had with street harassment actually prompted me to plan this show. I had addressed what had just happened on my social media platform, and the reaction I received from other women was massive, all of them telling me that they've all experienced similar experiences. And so I decided that this topic deserves to have a spot on season two. I want to start off with some statistics to better paint the picture in numbers. An average of around 41% of women across all European Union states have experienced some form of harassment. In the UK, more than two thirds of women aged 16 to 34 years reported experiencing catcalling in the last 12 months. This was the highest rate among all ages and sex groups. Disabled adults were more likely to have experienced being insulted or shouted at by a stranger in public. Globally, 68% of women have experienced harassment reported being catcalled multiple times. Specifically, 77% of women under the age of 34, have faced street harassment. It's also noted that a significant proportion of women are likely to take a safer but longer route to avoid street harassment. And finally, research collected by Cornell University found that 84% of females had been catcalled by the time they reached the age of 17. So, with these numbers in mind, let's get straight into our conversation. Today, I am joined by three women who I've already touched upon the topic of harassment with. We've all experienced it to some degree or another, or have come close to others who have, and it's time that these realities come to life. I am here with Maria Luisa, who is a criminologist and volunteers with MOAS Malta, which is an international humanitarian organization founded in 2013. Hello, Maria. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being here today. Marta Attart, who is a freelance model, content creator, and her stylist 
who had reached out to me after I had spoken about my recent experience. Hello, Marta. Hey, nice to meet you, Sasha. Nice to meet you as well. And finally, Antonella Bujeya, who has actually already been on the She Word twice, um, on the main edition of the show. Um, she is a medical student focusing on women's health in particular. Hello, Antonella. Hi, nice to see you again. <laughs> yes, it's nice to have you on the other side of the table now. <laughs> So, ladies, a big thank you all for joining me on this show. And now that I've introduced you, I'd like you to take a moment to introduce yourselves, perhaps mention something which I haven't. Uh, Maria, I want to start us off. So, like I said, thank you so much for uh, bringing us all together here to share our experience. I think it's very important. My name is Maria Luisa. I am 27. I am a criminologist who has also worked in the, since 18 in the humanitarian sector. And uh, unfortunately, I, I did and I do experience harassment. And this is why we have also connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am looking forward to raise awareness because it's very, very important. And uh, hopefully this conversation will make other women more comfortable with the fact that, of course, it's not okay to be harassed, but it's okay to speak up about it. And there is nothing to feel uncomfortable or shy or, you know, afraid of. And uh, yeah, thank you and Trudy for letting us, uh, you know, spread awareness in regards to this matter. Yeah, I think it's very important. Like, as you said, um, these things shouldn't be normalized in the first place. And by us speaking about them and addressing them, that's exactly how we fight that. So thank you. Antonella? So, hi, I'm Antonella. Um, So, I'm a medical student. I've also just finished my master's in neuroscience and my main kind of passions in life are focusing on mental health and sexual health and things like harassment kind of include a mix of both as well. Um, Obviously, harassment affects kind of mental state quite a lot and as you guys have been saying as well, it's important to talk about this because unfortunately things like harassment and sexual assault and things like this, they are happening more and more. And yet it's like, they are normalized yet talking about it is not, Mm -hmm. which is just a whole kind of contradiction, you know, like if it's happening, at least empower people enough to be able to talk about their experiences and so I'm grateful for the opportunity to join you amazing ladies um, and talk about it and hopefully help other people in you know be able to relate and and to feel comfortable to talk about it as well. Very very well said and I'd like to make it clear like the starting point for the show is street harassment but of course we will be touching upon all the forms of harassment that might come up you know. Um, hello, Martha. Hi, nice to meet you, Sasha. So she said, I'm Martha. I'm 20 years old, originally Ethiopian, but I was raised here in Malta. Um, uh, I, till till this day, I don't think I've felt comfortable, much comfortable. I haven't had a group of girls mm. together that all feel the same way. I've trying, I've tried to repress, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That I've tried to Lemar, That's not actually how it is. It's just it's in your mind. Shh. It's very relieving to know that there are other girls. I knew that there were other girls, but not that all think it's it's very much needed that we talk about mm-hmm. it. So I'm very happy mm-hmm. to be here and to talk about. My experiences and hopes to make others feel like the other girl said, like it's okay to talk up. Auntie, please do. So things don't things like things that you 
went through don't happen to someone else yes hopefully. yes i agree i agree so thank you all of you um for being here once again um so i would like to start us off i want to ask you to share an experience that you've had with harassment, so be it with catcalling, and maybe catcalling became something more serious, or maybe workplace harassment, whatever, obviously, whatever you feel comfortable to, to speak about. Um, whoever wants to go first. I, I could go first. Marta, yes, go for it. Um, I've, I've had my fair share of catcalling to the point where, like a lot of other girls, they end up just tuning it out. AirPods, fuck it, don't listen to what they say. Amisha, you don't want to come off as that girl with the attitude that talks back to the man that shouted all the way from his car to, f- to get your attention. Uh, but I think being dark-skinned in a predominantly white country, I feel, uh, I feel, I know that I get comments in a different way, same intention, same, oh my God, it's a woman, let me get her attention. But at the same time, there's a different twist there's a different twist to it they see it's like a fetish call i don't want to put it like that straight off the bat it's not even five minutes that we've been (laughs) recording but it's like i don't know how to put it so i used to be in a workplace which i appreciated this one person's Contribution to how I work. I have ADHD. Not many people understand how I work, how I exceed at many things. But then there are certain things which you need to tell me every day because Mm. it's not that I forget, just not my fault. Um, And he understood this. He played along to this to the point where he got me working at my best, where I was, if I was working with this person, I was working very well at my best. Uh, So I used to disregard the little things on the side. I used to like comments about how ty- how like my uniform perfectly fits my mood you can see my curves my ass looks great in it oh why aren't mm. I used to say my you're just just don't, don't be full of yourself He's, he doesn't mean it in that way not everything is about you just keep working and you got this there was a time though where um an intern had she was crying at a staff party and when she told us why I was like shit uh I'm not alone. I this is not something that's only happening to me. I can I I feel validated. My my feelings feel validated. So we ended up finding out that there were many more girls that had gone through a similar experience. Um it was a supervisor at the time that had given us the push because yes, although I felt like oh there is someone else that went through this, I still felt a certain kind of anxiety, like, yes, he will lose his job and that will be because of me. People that liked him in the hot, liked him, but people that liked him, they'll look at me wrong, they'll look at me different because I will speak about this. And unfortunately, we're conditioned to feel like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Then, like, when we did end up speaking about it, yes, the other girls did speak up, but HR said, oh, no, but it seems like you like the attention. And it's, it's, I'm not talking about subtle, subtle things. I'm talking in front of guests, in front of guests. And Unacceptable. Since, I, since I appreciated how he knew how I worked, mm-hmm. I was, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything because he is making exceptions to make me work better, if that makes sense. He's going above and beyond. So why am I going to literally make him lose his job? I, after three years there, I, I don't know what to say. I was, 
it was relieving that he did lose his job mm-hmm. there so it wouldn't happen to many other girls but after we had spoken up I felt like I felt like shit sorry for the word oh. but I was like I feel like everyone's giving me the eye blah 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 but then certain the certain people that were in my department were like no Mar you did the right thing and recently I found out that he moved well he moved to another job but he's still doing the same thing to different girls which kills me because I was like when HR told me my options we can take legal action or we can just leave it here yeah like stay silent the way I felt that the way that they put we can take this uh, officially it was the way they put it was intimidating that was in almost sense, like it was an, an inconvenience right It's like, mm. it will be a long process, but we'll be he- there for you. You don't say that. It's always a victim shaming, though, that, yeah. uh, that gets to, you know, to even the, what, what happened to Mar. It's always like, let's not address the problem. Mm-hmm. Let's make the person who is Go. raising up the problem, the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, even the lack of taking actions when these things happen and blaming the victim, that causes the individual... For example, I'm so sorry you have to go through this, but I'm sure it, it, this has caused you a lot of heartache and a lot of suppressing feelings that you shouldn't have been suppressed yeah. and suppressing. I think a big problem with different types of harassment as well is the fact that many times, yeah, it you, like the person who is experiencing it, tends to blame themselves when it's never their problem, but it's the way kind of society molds the situation and the responses. Like something that really sticks in my head is how sometimes one sentence that a person says in this situation will affect you for the rest of your life. Like you had your specific sentence that they told you that, and especially when it's coming from someone with authority and someone that is meant to be helping you, um, When, like, for me, there was a case um, when I was young where also there was um, kind of uh, sexual harassment and, and stuff like that. And I won't go into <laughs> too much detail about it, but um, an authoritative figure's response when this situation kind of came out was that, oh, but that was the person's way of showing love to you. Oh, yes, and I've been familiar with that as well. Like, That's terrible. There's you, no excuse. You don't tell that to a 14-year-old girl That's about she- the perpetrator. Like, because to me, that was, ah, oh, okay, so love is that. Love is you feeling uncomfortable around someone, you know, because mm-hmm. like that's what they called love. And that's how I felt, uncomfortable, because I didn't want that touch. So it like these sentences, this is why education is so important to kids to understand mm-hmm. kind of situations, but also to professionals because police, teachers, mm-hmm. these are even doctors. These are the people that are going to be dealing with victims, that are going to be dealing firsthand with a person who has been harassed in some way. And okay, you can affect anyone like, and sometimes it... You know, it's difficult to know the right thing to say, but at least know the wrong things to say and avoid that and and validate the experiences. I know sometimes legalities are a bit difficult, but at least validate someone's experience. Don't just say you like the attention or this was love or just say what happened wasn't your fault and it was not good and I'm sorry. And maybe even refer, like if, if you 
cannot help this person psychologically refer to therapies there's victim support Malta there are options like there are ways to handle it mm-hmm. in a instead nice... of sweeping it under the carpet exactly. which is usually what happens you know yeah even here in Malta in uh, in the workplace in in different spectrums this happens because like I like uh, we've been discussing, um, it can be the cat calling that can turn into mm-hmm. stalking, that can turn into yeah. like violence, or it can be the abuse of power in the workplace where you are being harassed because mm-hmm. of your age, because of what you're wearing, and mm-hmm. there is no excuse for harassment. No. And when somebody says no, it's please leave me alone. It's no. There is no going around it when there is when that attention is not reciprocated. And I go back to you know schooling is really important, yeah. mm-hmm. especially with kids. Making kids understand what is right and what is wrong in a young age avoids in the teen years having this mentality, which have all lived through it. Oh, boys will be boys and this is just the way men are. Mm-hmm. But this narrative is not correct because it mm-hmm. also gives good men a bad reputation because yeah, not all nice. boys are like this. Not all men are like this. Men are actually very respectful. Are those, you know, I don't want to say bad eggs, but there are those who do not know how to carry themselves with respect and with boundaries that are making a bad reputation for all the other men, which mm. is also not fair. Maria, we've we've discussed some of the things you've experienced, especially related to street harassment mm-hmm. um, together, which were quite shocking, to say the least. Yeah. And as you just mentioned now, it is a clear example of how a, a harm, a, a form of harassment, which is often painted as harmless, can really, really become dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you would like to elaborate further on this. Yes, absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons why I also wanted to come on this show is to advocate for this because also sometimes we tend to say, oh, it's okay, it's just a cat call. It's just for Mm -hmm. guys in a car. I've got my dog. He's a big dog. He'll protect me. But what is it when you don't have the big dog, you don't have your neighbors looking out for you and you have those four guys in the car, not just get calling you, but also stalking you with the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens once, it happens twice, but, uh, you know, then you start taking different roads, different things, but it shouldn't be like this. And also the lack of being able to protect myself. For example, in this country, I cannot use pepper spray. Mm-hmm. But then again, I cannot go report to the police because they didn't physically put me in their car yet you know I don't want to wait to get hurt exactly in order now I'm not saying I want to go and pepper spray every man that looks at me absolutely not it's not the point Mm -hmm. a cordial look or a glance to another with another person you know a compliment in the street those are accepted but it's the mannerism and it's um, um, the aggressiveness sometimes that you know this cat calls in in, and these uh, individuals with Mm -hmm. because for me um um, it didn't only happen with men. I also had this experience from women. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I think it's also strange as well when it's a woman being forcing herself upon you because, you know, um, it's like, oh, what do I do? You know, I've told this person to stop, but they're not respecting my boundary. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. And um, for me, it has, uh, you know, catcalling has nothing to do with uh, it's not really gender based because I've had it for women and for men. But regardless of that, it's the most important thing for me to advocate is, uh, first of all, le- letting kids know from a young age what's right and what's wrong. But also, like, 
as a as a country coming together to raise awareness and to find ways to protect the victims without shaming the victim, without blaming the victim, mm-hmm. and with protocols with uh, the government entities that you don't need to be kidnapped, hurt, or you know even traumatized in able in in order to prevent this from being taken too far Mm -hmm. because all the time that I have tried to report inappropriate behavior I have been told oh but you haven't been physically hurt so therefore I was left like do I really have to be like shoved in a Mm -hmm. car or does it something really bad has to happen to me and it's it shouldn't be taken that far you know no there should be no if I may add of course, because of I realized course, that what the experience I shared before wasn't exactly uh, related to catcalling itself, but no, it was still no, a form of harassment. Just... As a another side of being a black girl, I with immigrants, emigrants here in Malta, I'm more scared of being catcalled by a black guy. Just because I'm black and they see me as an easy target. They're like, oh my sister, my sister the 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 like yes i get scared when like a white man fucking approaches me and i like they give you the eyes listen i have good peripheral vision i feel i feel you coming i feel you looking at me i now i don't want to sound like oh my god everyone looks at me but that's 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 exactly the mentality we want to stop it's but when it's a black guy i feel so much more vulnerable just because i'm black they're black we're brothers and sisters we should all love each other it f- they are more determined to get mm-hmm. my number, to get my attention, to get my Facebook. Oh, but if I can't get your number, Malam, we'll see you next time. And then after next time, I'll get your number. If it's... <sighs> there's there's uh, scared when it comes to white, but when it comes to black, I, I fear. I don't want to say fear for my life in the sense that, yeah, because black guys are all bad. No, genuinely not. But the ones that you know, you see something else in their eyes. I just feel more scared, much more. And you feel and like they have some kind of right to you just because, just because you I'm share missing. like a nationality or or or, or the like, skin oh, color. If I was white, you wouldn't be. It's like yes, no, I wouldn't be. But at the same time, like you're not making it easier for yourself to be accepted. They're like, oh, but why do you do like this to me? Oh, you're too good. Like um, you're too Maltese for me now. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I have gotten so many, like even waiting for the bus, even even yes. waiting, listen, yeah. waiting for, Something and I don't drive, I don't drive yet. And by the way, people drive, I am not willing, I'm not ready to drive very much yet. So that means I still have to get the bus. But, but my mom always told me to Afshel Bombi at night, don't you dare, it's al belt. And even if that means to wait for the next bus. And this is what we mentioned before of actually taking a longer route. Exactly. So you can protect to, yourself. Yes. And even like, to be fair, the kind of a race card or different cards have been played. Like I remember this one time I was on a bus and this guy started telling me like, oh, you're so pretty and whatever. And at a point, like I was about to like kind of get up off the seat to walk away and he just put his hand on my like thigh and was like, no, you're staying here. And he kept talking and he was like, it's because I'm black. And I was like, no, it's because you're like a middle-aged man that you just could grabbed my leg. <laughs> like, as in, to me, because as even in that moment, when this person says something like that, like, 
it, it kind of triggers something don't else. Don't play the in... race card when you know you're doing something wrong exactly. either way. Because like, then the race card won't work as well when you actually need it. Exactly. Like, because Sorry. it's not, obviously, it is not okay to be racist. It's not okay to be homophobic. It's not okay to discriminate on any of these kind of bases. But it's not okay to use, um, like being a minority as an excuse to do bad things mm-hmm. like that is because even at that point in time like I felt really upset I was like I don't want him to think that though like you know because then it starts kind of playing with you as well and it mm. it gets to again this like victim shaming and victim blaming like because you start thinking ah then I, yeah, I, I upset should have done something or, wrong I shouldn't I should have upset have him and this is exactly yeah. also where the perpetrator wants to put you in yeah. a place where they have that dominance yeah and you are you are under their their thumb but then again you know with with race I, I wanted to also bring the attention to the for example we experiment mm. harassment this way but older refugee women who go through yeah. this crossings they ex- they experiment and they have so much harassment, mm-hmm. you know, and it's also, you know, when, when I talk about harassment and the cat calling, I also think about all these women doing all this crossing where they don't only get harassed, you know, it gets taken to further, you know, situations, which is nobody really talks about it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's, it's so sad and so hurtful because it should matter. Women equality and women rights shouldn't be a fight. You know, it should be a right. We should have, regardless of our where we come from, of our religion or w- whatever skin color, we should have rights as human beings of not having violence against it, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's visual. Like, you know, without, uh, you know, this imposing that, uh, oh, no, but you're women, you need to take it and you need to shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're deemed difficult. Otherwise, people don't yeah. want to work with you. Otherwise, you know, you're the problematic one. Yeah. And it gets so tiring because one person, by saying that you're problematic just because you're speaking up, can ruin your personal, but most of all as well, your professional career to yeah. the point where you cannot even be hired anymore. Yeah. Out of, you know, somebody victim, out of a victim being blamed just for talking and speaking mm-hmm. up. Marta, I saw you really agreeing with what uh, Maria was saying there. W- would you like to add on something? Uh, the the, the um, being seen, being labeled the, the problematic one. Now that, once again, I don't want to, men- to, to, to put my ADHD everywhere, but one of, I speak a lot. I am, ve- like, I'm... I'm the person that if I have something on my mind, I my mom used to explain my ADHD as I don't have breaks in my mind to what I say. So whatever I see, if if it's not me saying my mouth saying it, it's it's my face showing it. Mm-hmm. So me wanting to say what I feel, also not finding the words to because apparently my brain and my mouth sometimes aren't connected. So I'd try to put it out in words that make sense. It wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't be taken seriously because it's not coming out in the right way. And then it's oh because she's always complaining about little things and then she doesn't. The can I don't know eh, what was the word. Can eh, Kinder Bueno like people? I don't know what you're going to be feeling today. How you'll be. Um, Talking wise, how you'll be, mm. how oomph you'll be today, tipo, how hard you'll be to deal with. Because at some point I was seen as the, oh, no, don't, don't go to her for that. I mean, she'll give you, go to someone else for it. I, I'm sorry, I could have given what he gave, if not more. Just because I try to raise 
awareness of what, what I went through and then it's being shut down. It's being said, oh, that's it. it's how you saw it or it's how um, it's how he is. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I should just It's the lack of accountability yeah. because how that's how he is. I Even yeah. I myself, I heard it so many times. So it doesn't mean that just because somebody is unethical, you can't accept these people being unethical and you know being ethical and being a professional doesn't only come into place when it's convenient it should be kept throughout and again it's always oh but they're women or you know like the she's on her period yes and even like yes. labels are just thrown away like th- mm-hmm. like this like someone is kind of emotional about something you're acting so bipolar right now stop Like, to- throwing these kind of labels around is just, it, it, it gives really triggers me. Because, okay, so we won't discuss bipolar disorder or borderline or d- depression or whatever in a serious way. But labeling someone as that just because they try to stand up for something, wow. Like, that is just so not okay. And even people, you know, using you having some sort of mental illness or mm-hmm. it like because no it doesn't like I have worked on myself you know like and and this is the thing you can't just say oh it's because you're suffering from this or whatever no like first of all it takes a lot of courage to even open up to someone to explain like yes I've been diagnosed with this and I have this but then to use that against someone mm. is just That's completely so discriminative up. and it shouldn't yeah. it's first of all it should be illegal I believe that uh, you know I think in some countries it is and uh, second of all um, yet again um, an employer or if you're volunteering it, they cannot take that against you obviously yeah. if you're acting erratical and you're putting people in danger I would understand why they yeah. would take you know a distance and be like listen this is not our morals this is not our behavior mm-hmm. but for the principle people cannot say to you they cannot use your disability or your mental health against you it's yeah and and that's the thing that happens so much like with certain people like this they will just grab onto a tiny thing that you have said mm-hmm. or like kind of to something that you've shared yeah. and just take it to a whole other to degree like yes i i said i have this for example but i've still succeeded in life i've still done everything i had to do mm-hmm. so it What's never that? stopped me so why are you bringing that up right now like yeah. they will take a tiny thing or just take one part of you and try to destroy your your credibility to demine your credibility so that they can have yet again more power over you exactly because that will um, fuel them mm -hmm. and And it it becomes a form of harassment as well within itself you know because this is also this is the problem that the way society is right now it silences the victims and to be i kind of hate the word victim not gonna lie because it mm-hmm. it it's so associated with like helplessness when mm-hmm. it's not the case but i'm using it for lack of a better for, term yeah. exactly yeah. but it like it silences the victim it the the fact that it's so hard to get any justice for whatever happens is already making you feel helpless and then they just can keep doing it because mm-hmm. they're they're not getting any kind of they're they're not getting any punishment and like not necessarily like a harsh punishment you know but they're not facing any consequences so they think I can keep doing this and the more people they do it the more people they silence like 
it, it's just a cycle to jump in here especially if you're in a in a corporation it's mm. a lot of hiding it's a lot of mobbing it's a lot of the bureaucracy yeah, as well and, and that's the, the, next the thing. hierarchy they, say, they try to scare you with the mm. legal fees with yeah. the lawyers with this yeah. because maybe you're not as you don't have as much money as a corporation you don't have as much you know and they try to always be like, oh, but that's not good for you, you know, because uh, they're going to destroy you with legal fees. And and you're just there as a human being feeling violated. Your human rights have been completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what can you do? You do you try to do the best with what you can. But just because you th- this system has been created and conformed to this manner. And this is why I was telling you, you need to keep on pushing, pushing and yeah. speaking up and, ad- and advocating for things. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you have this platform with Trudy because it's really important and it's fundamental it for women to come together and discuss. Yeah. But also eventually for men to come together and discuss because I would love to see more men, yeah. you know, taking this conversation and, and being like, we need to protect our women. We need to protect, we need to have our uh, boys being more, you know, um, learn more so that yeah. you know they don't act this way because at and the end of the day not gonna like what does catcalling get a man if nothing. not if not a, if, if not honestly i fail to understand it why i what, fail to understand what, what they get from it like you're gonna get I, a nasty look uh back mouth what would you call it back yeah. talk and that's pretty much it auntie the next time i see you i'll make sure not to go anywhere close yeah. to you yeah. and you're on not that on that you mentioned the back talking Mm -hmm. so my own experience which prompted this show um um, i had basically just come out of my house i remember and i was about to cross the road and this guy drives right in front of me he stops for Mm -hmm. me to cross even though there wasn't a zebra crossing like i wasn't he stops and he rolls down his window and he whistles at me Mm -hmm. and in that moment because Personally, myself as a person, I cannot stay silent in these situations. And I don't think that we should stay silent in these situations. But I want to point out that sometimes actually speaking back to these people might put you in danger. Because basically, my reaction was I basically gave him my middle finger. I didn't say anything. I just Mm. gave him my middle finger. He stopped the car. At that point, he had already kind of drove off, but he was still just a few meters away from me. He stopped his car, opened his door, and proceeded to actually step out, yelling all sorts of profanities at me. And in that moment, I was like, I froze. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything else. I just continued walking. I hoped that there were some neighbors actually looking out. And that moment, I was like, whoa. Yeah, like my own safety was about to get threatened it was threatened because when you see a man actually stepping out of his car just because you reacted to his disrespect yeah that can turn very dangerous very ugly very quickly yeah it's and the word you use as well like frozen i feel like that is something i've talked about in the past and i think is so important because i think especially like the more experiences you have like this the more you freezing becomes like a reaction you have when when it becomes a dangerous situation you freeze or if you've had past sexual abuse situation something like that like you tend to freeze when it's happening again and because your body goes in shock exactly and, and then, then sometimes people, people oh you like the ex- yeah and then people are like oh but why didn't, didn't you punch back or why exactly. didn't you do but you're you're 
it's a reaction. Her it's body a body shock. reaction that yeah. you are frozen. And even sometimes, like, if you're saying no to a guy and he keeps on pushing onto you and your no is just meaning nothing, mm -hmm. at that point in time, what, what, your brain shuts down. You're like, what else am I going to do? do? Like, And you actually get to a point that you're like, okay, I guess this is I, happening. Exactly. And you give like, up just to get rid of yes. the guy. Like, and and you end up so giving your number. Sad, and you end up but it it happens so much, and the, the the fear of violence as well. Like I I feel like now I can handle a lot of things, and with with verbal stuff, like I I'm fine. But when it comes to violence, that's a whole other thing. And this is the thing with catcalling. Like I would want to kind of just respond back and sometimes mm -hmm. I do but that fear of like they can flip Let's like escalate. this yeah. this time does he have yeah. it's because he went from laughing to, to stayed yes. almost foaming at the mouth like exactly. the, the, just the middle finger yeah. sent him off and yes it makes me question like okay so you have every right to disrespect me but the second I stand up for myself that's a problem exactly mm -hmm. that's a problem it's an issue of respect like mm -hmm. in society respect is not taught both respect to other people, but also self-respect. And the lack of self-respect, unfortunately, can like not hinder you in these situations, but it will it, it will make you worse an easier target. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, she already doesn't care about yeah. her. It's a and, and it's respect with everyone, to be fair, because this is, I know that the biggest issue is the harassment we've been talking about. But something that like saddens me sometimes also is that men also get harassed mm -hmm. and that is made fun of. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the amount of times I've heard a guy try to open up about, for example, oh, I was with this girl. I really didn't want to have sex, but she kept pushing it onto me and I didn't know what to do. And the his friends are like, oh, but now you're complaining like, about that. Exactly. Like, what in the actual hell like you know or like yeah, uh, sure. this person like this girl hit me oh but you liked it right no like you know I've heard stories of men going to police and saying like okay my wife is beating me up or something like this and they disregard it because uh, she's a girl though mm -hmm. like so in reality anyone can disrespect you anyone can catcall anyone can hit another person and I think, yeah, we need to empower women, but we also need to empower men in a way of like, it. this is never right. Like exactly. not when it's happening to you, not when you are doing it to other people, not when you're seeing your friends doing it to other people. If you're seeing your friends, stop it. Stop exactly. Lying. Don't be part. This Don't is the thing complacent. that I say to people. And this is why sometimes maybe in groups, I am a, I'm sent away because if I see something wrong, you're gonna speak. You know, up about obviously it. I don't want to be the goody tooty of every single situation. But if I'm seeing something that is morally wrong, mm -hmm. and if you guys see something that is morally wrong, like I hope everybody will take that chance. Yeah. It it don't yeah. matter if you lose your friends as long as you're doing a good deed because those no. people yeah. are not your friends. In fact, I want to ask you all: like, have you ever actually been helped by a bystander? when you were experiencing some form of harassment yes oh but i had yes 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 i okay, will get to that soon yes the, um i told you that i've had a, a few experiences where i was uh you know on the phone call with my friend from london and those two guys on a car you know luckily back in the day i still have my dog 
and my dog was quite a big dog so you know that was also something silly from their side seeing a girl with a big dog and you try <laughs> to you know with the car they went down they did a, a they turned around and they came back up and they were trying to grab me and the dog I didn't know if they wanted to steal the dog or if they wanted to do anything to me no. all I know is that they came towards me my dog was really mad over it I have my best friend from London on the phone she saw the whole thing and luckily my neighbor who I didn't know before with two pit bulls was coming down she saw the whole thing she started screaming because she saw those two men you know coming for me and I was like you know I was screaming at them like what the hell are you doing don't don't you put your hands on me don't you touch my dog like you crazy mm -hmm. like I'm from Southern Italy like I am not gonna you know like I'm the opposite I'm not gonna yeah. freeze I'm gonna give you hell but you know <laughs> but also I'm a criminologist so therefore I know that no everybody has the same reactions yeah. mm -hmm. and for me yes I get afraid in these things because it's normal but I think about what if that happened to my neighbor's kid who lives just right across okay now she's turning 17 yeah. but like you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I could never be okay with the fact that this is going on in my area. I'm not going to report it. Like, mm -hmm. I have to. And unfortunately, those situations are quick and they're dangerous. But luckily, sometimes you do have those guardian angels, I call mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. <laughs> that show up in the middle of the road. But sometimes you have people who harass you and other people just don't care. Yeah. And that also has happened. So mm -hmm. I've had my lucky bunch, a bunch, but also my unlucky, you know, experiences. So, yeah. and Marta, so you said you've actually been the one to help people. Yeah, every, yes, I, I do. I, I don't say this to sound corny, but I do to people what I want done to me. Definitely. And I, I stand by that because if I. If I'm being catcalled, if some if a man walks up to me and starts speaking to me, in my mind, all I'm thinking, apart from how the heck can I get this man to leave, is, is anyone seeing me? Is there another girl close by? Yes. It's, am I the only one seeing this? Am I, is this guy, am I not doing enough for others to hear me around? So since I haven't gotten that, are you okay? Do you know this man? Every time I see a man start to raise his voice at a woman, be it at a bus stop, be it anywhere on the beach last time, I, I, I don't say anything like, I'm like, are you okay? So just in case, if it's one of those guys that Alech has the worst anger issues and is, that turn, ends up turning on me, I give a hand signal. I'm, I'm like, are you okay? Because I, 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 I can't stand seeing something that I know something similar has happened to me and I'm just going to stand here like a pretending like it thumbs didn't happen. twirling yeah. I, I I can't every time I, some like I, ugh, and especially when it's a black guy I know that no one's going to say anything about because they're like oh they probably know each other and I don't want to say what other people think I don't want to assume what other people think but I know that this is one thing they see as both darks and unless the guy is I don't know, looks raggedy and I'm coming off from work or I, unless it's very, very incredibly obvious, which still, they won't say something, they'll just give looks. They'll be like, mm -hmm. you, you know, I, 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 the, the, I just don't know how there would be women right next to me and they wouldn't say jack shit. I'm sorry, what if this happened to your daughter, ma'am? 
wouldn't you want her to speak? Uh, wouldn't you want others to help her? What if it was you at the end of the day? Wouldn't you want anyone else to say something to you? The one thing, the one conversation I can't get out of my head with this girl that I ended up going up to was like, I went, are you okay? She said like, she did like a head tilt. And I just started to speak to her like, so how was grocery shopping? Like out just as if I knew her, something to get her, like the conversation from her and him to stop and me to something, something to distract this guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, Mala, let's go. Or how was work? How was this? Something just mm-hmm. to stop the, 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 because if I don't say anything, I know that I'm the one with the big mouth that not everyone has my big mouth. <laughs> it, it's an advantage and a disadvantage, but knowing that I have the big mouth and the balls in that case to say something in case it, I'm like, I can't waste it. I can't just just yeah. look at them and be like, no, no, I should do something. No, yeah. because if I was in that situation, I would most definitely want someone to come to me, say something to get this man away. Yeah. Also, I think that the approach cool. is also very important because like she said, she wasn't trying to instigate a situation from happening and make exactly. it worse. No. It's also being, you know, very well aware of your surroundings. And of course, like always keep an eye out, but you don't want to be the reason why perhaps it gets she gets enough at home, or, yeah. you know, because this is another thing we talk about harassment and we talk about guys and 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 whatever gender like harassing in the street but this harassment sometimes harassment can be done at home by family members so that could have been a family member and then you know so it's also very important to always be mindful of the situations and Mm -hmm. and and trying not to make it try not to make it worse but i absolutely think that mar what you do is is incredible and i think that more women should stand up for women you know if you're seeing somebody in trouble even though you're not sure just give it give it an eye out give it a look don't necessarily say something you know but show that you're there yeah yeah try to try to show presence that god forbid something had to happen you would be there you wouldn't just think about your own skin and run the other way around yeah and it wasn't for me being in content creation so i have the automatic like i switch i can switch on my phone put the camera um press record swipe from photo to video without even looking at my phone if it wasn't for that when i don't have any other girl near me if it wasn't for me being able to do that discreetly so the man's not like oh what are you doing with your phone there yeah I, I wouldn't have any proof of so many, so yeah. many times that this has happened, which is, a bit, it's a weird coincidence, but I thank myself for that. I'm like, if you didn't know how to go through your phone, just ha- like how it is down or with the lowest, the lowest brightness. Like because I did, Allah my, my, my video of the guys in the car was really not smooth, was really <laughs> not well hidden. Yeah. I literally was like this while walking my dog. But then again, like... Does it really need to be like that? Do I really have to take a video in order for you, Why won't for, you to make me sure? With my word? Yeah, yeah, but no, in order for them as well not to repeat that, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes it can also instigate because, for example, now I take different routes we're next to home because I know these guys go with the cars because they work close by. And, you know, it's, it's a daily thing. It's kind of like... Uh, um, you need to play hide and seek and it's not a game it's my life and I don't want to have this attention and I shouldn't have to you know find ways around it instead of you know like you guys in a car you guys are working here respect the fact that I live here leave me alone but then there's also the fact that it's not only you take a different route then it's a oh 
wear bigger clothes. Oh yeah, that's don't. Sure. But, uh, but Mar, you're yeah. asking for it if you're walking out like that. That's Sorry, another I thing. want to look I, good for my Instagram yeah. pictures. I don't give a. Sh- I don't care what this. This exactly another thing is like the way you look. Asking you're asking. It. I get this but, all the time. Yeah. It's like you're provocative. I'm sorry, with all due respect, just because I am into with my sexuality doesn't need that you need to take advantage of that doesn't it mean it took time for like, me to love myself yeah. like this now that I'm showing that I love myself by wearing stuff that I like stuff that accentuates what I like about me you're saying that that is why men are not treating me right yeah I had men asking it's, me and and treating me like uh, very very poorly and then saying oh but I thought you were a sexual being I'm like with all due respect just because I am okay with my sexuality and I I, I like uh you know I, I am not uh like, I don't have to change who I am and feel uncomfortable with myself yeah. just because you cannot accept a no yeah. or a boundary or the fact that I am, just because I am a sexual being doesn't mean I want to be sexual with you. With you. Exactly. And you cannot harass me on Taking it. Taking the ownership. Yeah. Like, I read a, a specific guy tell me, but oh, I saw you kissing this other person. So like, you know, I just got jealous and I wanted to as well. I'm like... How is me kissing someone else equal to, yes, you have the right to kiss me? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And as you said, owning your sexuality, being a sexual being does not mean you are a sexual being with every single person on this planet. There is consent. There is (laughs) you choose how you are with who you want to be. And And it doesn't mean that because you're being harassed into being that, that you're going to be like, no. No, you have absolutely. And even, yeah, no, it's okay. Like, but even the no counts in anything, you know, you like, you can stop a situation. You can say no, no matter what is going on. You could have agreed to go home with this person and you're naked and now you decide not. And that is fine as well. Just because you say yes now doesn't mean and you say And that's another thing. Sorry, Marta, just, yeah. just because you go home, this is another thing. Like, and this has happened to me. Just because I went home with somebody, just because they wanted to give me a lift, does not mean that you're going <laughs> to harass me into a sexual act. Yeah. You know? And, and... The, they will try to. You know, and yeah, I've but- been put in situations where, you know, they lock mm-hmm. the car and they're like, oh. So what are we going to do now? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> One of the girls posted a TikTok about that. I'm going to take care of it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, excuse me? And then, you know, you get scared, you know, and obviously there is different things. There is, you either feel coercing to do mm-hmm. it because you want to get out of the situation. You either argue yeah. And, you know, there is, you know, ideally it wouldn't be like this, you know, just you don't have to be afraid of even getting a lift home, whether it is a friend, a co-worker, a yeah. family member, like. In fact, this was mentioned in, in, in an episode that uh, just came out on the main show that mm-hmm. the majority of women have actually gone into a sexual situation to get against their own yeah. will just because they're tired of saying no and being ignored, yeah. basically. And they, um, um, okay. Okay, also, this is happening. And just yeah. one last thing. Um, one of the scary things about harassment is when perhaps you had one or too many drinks, you can't remember, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they take a video or something, then they will harass you through mm-hmm. those images and play it to their friends and all of that and be like, look at her. You know, she is... Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's a perpetrator like it's not about me it's about what you're doing and the fact that people don't recognize this, this is wrong i mean there was a porn being played uh, a couple of months ago in malta in this in this cafeteria mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. you know and that's, that's harassment 
Yeah. And I think a scary thing as well is this, is like, I feel like um, there is more awareness on being catcalled by strangers and so on. But there are many situations where a friend, a family member will Mm -hmm. try to touch you inappropriately or do these things to you. And I think that kind of adds another layer because you're like, oh, but I thought he was my friend. I thought she was my my friend. And, and that adds it as well because it makes you question. And this is, this is why, again, it goes back to education because you need to be like, we need to empower people to be strong enough to realize when something is not right. So, because most of the time, these situations and domestic violence at home, it's going to happen when you're alone. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have many people invalidate your experience or tell you, are you sure? But are you sure? But if, the, if, the more are or, you sure they say, the, the less more, sure, and the, and much the less sure you are that it happened, but the less sure you are about actually exactly speaking, speaking up, up. Well, is it okay? This is the thing, like, I always tell my friends, like, speaking up about these things is really, really important, but you also need to be make sure that you do it when you are okay mentally because Mm -hmm. when you speak up and when you try to get justice you are going to be faced unfortunately at this point with a lot of people trying to invalidate trying to sweep it under the rug so that there's less work so to be very like deeply rooted in your truth exactly and not be swayed by 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 these doubts eh? because i mean the situation is already traumatic enough but having to narrate it over and over again having it different people and usually another thing is that like we said before then they people usually tend to uh, put your mental health in doubt Mm -hmm. you know and they they prey on that and it's this uh kind of just like the ouroboros the snake that eats itself it's just this continuous thing yeah Mm -hmm. and you know i'm a bit advocacy i I do advocacy a lot and this is why like we go back to you know having kids in schools and you know really educating the kids um but i feel like a lot of people say you know we we need to educate the kids in this we need to educate kids in that but in school, then it's just a talk once a year, maybe. Yeah. And it's completely for, forgotten and forbidden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it shouldn't be like that. There is still, like, all these taboo um, topics, which, you know, there shouldn't be taboo. Like, mm-hmm. all of this that we're talking today in regards to harassment is also very much taboo because everybody's like, hush, hush, hush. Yeah. Don't you get know? involved with this. If in it's fact, there. In fact, on this note, because we've already touched upon a bit of education, the mm-hmm. attitude that people tend to have. But in your opinion, how do you think these societal attitudes are actually towards women are actually contributing to the normalization of street harassment and harassment in general? I think, like, there is a lot of, um, yeah, just trying to normalize and to blame it on women and to make you question things related to that. Like, when we were talking about, um, I think you had mentioned it, like, because uh, it's because of what you were wearing. Mm-hmm. My One of my first experiences, I guess, with, like, catcalling and so on was I was 13 or 14, I was wearing my brother's T-shirt, sorry, uh, (laughs) but I stole his shirts a lot. Um, My brother's huge, huge T-shirt and really baggy pants. And I was 13 or 14. So, you know, and I was in in a queue to buy a phone card, I remember, like to top up. 
And this guy, very old, starts like, I love you. I love you making kissy noises, trying to grab my leg. And and I remember like looking back at that. And whenever I hear anyone says it's because of what you're wearing, I always think back at that. And I'm like, excuse me. But okay, maybe sometimes I wear not such baggy that's clothes. Not an no, excuse. but like just like, because you're wearing yeah. something that's a bit revealing doesn't mean it, you need to be what, abused for it. It, it happens okay. no matter what you are wearing exactly. because it's not what you're wearing. It's the person. Because if a person is respectful, then, you could be naked and they will still not exactly. touch you. But yeah. then it goes from the what you're wearing to your attitude, exactly. from your attitude There's to the something. way you carry yourself, from your, the way you carry. It's always yeah. there is something to excuse, yeah. but there is never something to you know Fix, to say to exactly, solve the problem to hold accountability yeah. and because of this and it's giving it's, it's make, I, I don't want to say it's making more guys feel but it's it's like it's giving like a, a green light to men yes. to be like oh but i mean nothing has happened so why don't i do it again to this other girl and then this other girl mm-hmm. it's if and if it they're not it, if, if it they stop doing it at one place they'll go to another workplace and they'll yeah. do it on there. this on this topic of clothing um once I had written an article, there was this this girl who um, was volunteering at, um, I think it was the MSPCA or, or something, mm-hmm. at a shelter. And um, she had basically posted that she had gotten catcalled. And um, she posted a photo of what she was wearing at the time. Yeah. Similar to what you described, like a yeah. massive t-shirt, joggers, full of like dog hair and, <laughs> and slobber and everything. Her yeah. hair was like a, a complete mess and she still actually got catcalled. Yeah. So it is really not about what you wear and it should yeah. never be used. It's, as a, as exactly. you said, like... I mean, most of the times that I was as well put in an uncomfortable situ- situation or catcalled, um, I was wearing... I was with my dog walking or alone walking. It's, yeah, uh, you minding know... your own business. Yeah, mm-hmm. and or, you know, in a workplace where, you know, like obviously um i have worked in predominantly male sectors mm-hmm. even with my volunteering with search and rescue and um there's always been the comments like you're too pretty yeah. to do this heavy men's work like where are you yeah. taking that tight figure or like you know like it gets mm-hmm. worse obviously i'm keeping it very light here but you know it's it's completely yeah go go more. oh no i just remember so while i was working in that uh, employment where that specific situation has happened there was a situation before this while still this one was going on which i had gone to this the this guy for help for to consult to confide in whatever the word is um where i worked around a pool the, the uniform was shorts and a t-shirt now we didn't buy the uniforms the uniforms were provided and apart from me not accepting to wear something very oversized just because laundry didn't have my size. If you don't have my size, I'll try to find this in my size in a shop that matches how it is. Mm-hmm. But these specific shorts, I, I guess they were tight. Mm-hmm. For this man, they were picturable tight. He took a picture. Like I was at the, the bar putting the dirty drinks on the, like near the dishwasher and he just took a picture of my ass. And 
um, earlier, he was that same client that kept pushing, oh, but give me your Instagram, girl. Oh, because this. And like we mentioned, for me to shut him up, I, was, I gave him my Instagram. I had in mind to see the new request and to block it straight away. But before I got to blocking it, he had sent me the picture and I had no idea that he took a picture of my ass. Yeah, that's very I had, scary. Yeah, I was so thankful that I had... Woman. I was so thankful that I had colleague, like yeah. men colleagues in the bar that were like, oh my God, where is he? I'll fuck him up. Sorry for the language. I was so happy to have their support mm. at that moment. It wasn't to hurt the guy. It wasn't, but... You have the validation no. th- and the support. It, and the, exactly. like, the, mm-hmm. why would you send it to me? But that's Maybe. also so creepy because it makes you feel violated under yeah. so many I, aspects. Yeah. And you said this happened to you from a, a woman. woman. Yes, yeah, so I was put in a very uncomfortable situation where it turned out a little bit, you know, I I thought we were just friends. And then the, the connotation, as I realized, was a little bit more sexual and... Um, you know, I've said, no, that's not. Uh, but even then, you know, what I mean is just this narrative of when people don't accept that you say no, they will yeah. twist and turn. And, you know, I have been, you know, I've had the same incident where photos were taken of me and shared. Mm-hmm. And I felt very harassed because whether I'm in a street or I'm at the airport, um, why are you taking a photo of me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. what are you, even if it's being shared between a group or whatever, like, why are you doing that? Why are you trying to harass somebody who's going on with their day? Like, yeah. what's the point yeah. in that? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. Unfortunately, yes, I've had a situation where one was sexual and one wasn't. One was more like bullying and harassing on a different note. But both of them are equally wrong and equally they should not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one is not just because it's lesser evil than the other. That's, mm-hmm. you know. So this can also serve as kind of help for those women and people who are watching us at home. Um, what strategies have you adopted to kind of cope or respond to harassment in your life? Marta? I'm, I'm not sure if this is a response as such, but apart, like location always like mm-hmm. like having my, me and my sister never used to text okay like we used to i was used to see oh, it's because it's my sister she's so annoying but when we got to the point to the age where we were both going out late mm-hmm. like independently tipo we gave each other our location and like she checks my location more than i check hers but i ask her i text her she just goes ahead and looks mm-hmm. but make sure that someone if you're going somewhere with either someone you don't know anything to be fair Make sure someone has your location. Tipo, have uh, emergency contacts that you can access straight away. Have mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's all very good. It's it, it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't yeah. have to no, constantly be. We have to listen. protect ourselves. Still, I literally end up texting my sister. Uh, voice recording. Ismahan, I'm going out with uh, some friends later. I'm walking over to the bus. There's a creepy guy next to me. Oh wait, no, he passed by. It's okay. Or mm-hmm. Auhan, I'm at Exiles. I'm just working a bit. There's a creepy guy, like a bit to my left. Not sure what he's on about, but he keeps looking. So exactly, text me or call me in 15 minutes. Why do I have to go to such measures just to be able to work in front of the beach? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. also another thing: yeah. why can we not have tools to protect ourselves? Like something silly, like okay, a pepper spray is not silly, mm-hmm. but they say, oh, don't use pepper spray, use. Uh, um, Air spray. Or you're a doctor, though. You're a doctor. You know there is a massive difference between there pepper spray. True. It's not the same. No. And no. and and deodorant. They're like use deodorant. 
Sorry, <laughs> they said it is more damaging. Maybe like long term. I guess I don't know. Him, but at like, that moment, in that yeah. moment, you need something that you know. I'm not saying okay, let's become American. Let's have guns and tasers. No, absolutely not. But let's try and have something for for anybody to feel safe. I mean, do you, you make know? use of anything that that makes you feel safer? Uh, for now, my patience, uh, because you have to be like, honestly, for now, my patience, because you have to be very patient in this, uh, you know, sometimes it's about fight or flight. Obviously, mm-hmm. don't ever mm-hmm. pick a fight mm-hmm. in a situation yeah. like this. But if somebody's holding you against your will, yes, go, go run, fight, get off. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, for example, those guys in the video, those four guys with the tinted uh, mm-hmm. window car. What if um, it wasn't uh, um, it wasn't uh, afternoon? It would have been evening. What if I didn't have my dog? What if my neighbors wouldn't be there? Mm-hmm. What if they just one of them grabbed me and pulled me in in the car like it has happened prior time? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of what ifs which are very possible, but I have nothing to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I can do boxing class. Maybe I can do kamagaga uh, class or kung fu or whatever, but. You know, a pepper spray is like literally something that you can, you know, spray and that's it. You know, it can be registered. It can be, you know, regularized like many other things. But, you know, at the end of the day, not everyone is able to toss a punch. You know what I mean? Not everybody is strong enough to do that. But it's easier to just spray something and run away. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I said that I don't have specific methods. But when I'm even in my road, keys between my fingers. Mm. And I yeah, but you need to be careful with that because if you hurt somebody more than they hurt you, then, then you, you can be. But in I know, I know, I you can know? trigger them more. I can make them. I can no, make the situation about, worse. It's, it's about feel... legalities, like legally. Yeah, yeah. you can, and you know, I'm not a lawyer, and you always yeah, because you end up physically hurting them, and mm. all they did, you they could say that they weren't following you, that you turned crazy. Yeah. Then I have literally nothing yeah. else then. You Literally, know? my key and my key isn't even sharp. It's like a square yeah. at the top. But this it's, is why it's the one a pepper spray thing. something that doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't, it doesn't puncture anything. It yeah. gives you yes, it burns. It gives, uh, but it will pass and it mm-hmm. will give you safety in that moment. And it gives you about, it gives you that window to run away exactly yeah. without exactly. having to uh, put yourself and your body under stress and under more trauma yeah. and having to hurt somebody else yeah. because hurting somebody else is never the answer. Even before I said fight for fight if you in ideally there there wouldn't be this you know i'm never pro violence so you know unless you don't have any other way yes you know but ideally there would be something that it's not you know uh not like the keys or like a knife you know a pepper spray would be something very simple very and i think appropriate i think for these things yeah and i think definitely phones are a good tool at the moment like i with one of my friends we had kind of a code that like if i send a specific letter so that it's quicker to text you know like if i send a letter a for example it means a guy is following me like call me right now like if i send a t it means this like you have your little codes kind of yes so it would help because uh, you can yeah you can send it and just there is that happening and yeah like I do that so many times when I'm being followed or something like that I always just call someone or if no one picks up I still start speaking start on the speaking. phone do I've like, done that actually no like pretend it just just show that there are other people kind of present Witnesses. even if on the phone and I my sister had also 
gotten me something I think from the UK but it's like this little keychain that I had with my bag and like the moment you pull it it starts making like a lot of like uh, alarms like ambulance alarms and stuff like that and it's really really like deafeningly loud so something like that is like good as well because you'd be in a situation like okay it might not completely stop the situation but it would freak them out for sure because suddenly there's this loud noise in their ear so at least it will either shock them and they will like change or go away or you can go away so there are different methods you know something that's really weird that i've also discovered while talking to people is that a lot of people who have asked for help while in the street they never get help yeah and what is also odd that i found out through conversation is that people are more likely to help you if you scream for fire than for help (laughs) and because they're they are most because they are more more afraid of losing something themselves Mm -hmm. instead of and i think that's you know, I think that that's something that society we need to fix. Because if, if yeah. you hear somebody screaming for help, you should you should go and put your face out there and see what, what's going on. Can I help this person? Mm-hmm. You know, it all goes back to kind of just working on recreating a society full of respect and mm-hmm. just being humane, like being human and respecting everyone. And if there is a problem, if someone is in a bad situation, then you help them. You know, even if you don't know them, you don't need to love a person to care about them. You can just care about other people because they are principle. also people and, and treat others like you want to be treated. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if there's a baseline of There's's respect, mm-hmm. like and and love for other people, then you will help. And weirdly enough, like for example, for me in clubs, I think I've gotten the most help in these situations. And I've also helped a lot because I mean, obviously we I think we all know in clubs yeah. people grow pew, people come and, and whatever. Oh, and yes. I am very aware usually of kind of the people around me and if someone looks like they're being kind of annoyed by a person and there's been many cases where you just like lock eyes even with a stranger and you know like okay Mm -hmm. and you just kind of like reach out for hands and you start dancing and and you kind of pull them away I've made a few friends like that yes I've made a few friends so that I've caught crying because they were having fights yeah. uh, back in the days where I used to go to Patchville. It's been, a, it's been, a, I'm just 27, but it feels like a long time <laughs> yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, yes, I mean, it's sad. It's unfortunate that, you know, like instead of having a good time, you have yeah. to have to, to witness this abuse. But I think that you know, it's um, calling for being a sense of community yep. is yeah. the most yeah. important mm-hmm. thing, regardless of where you are and yeah. regardless of difference in religion. Because you, to, in order to have a community, it doesn't have to be that you guys, I don't have to be the same as you. I don't have to be like, yeah. we're all in our own differences, but yet mm-hmm. we're here making a community which has standards and moral values, which, you know, are quite strong. So that's kind of the reinforcement of, you know, having moral standards, which, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, but also, you know, no means no. And there is no persuading someone, not because you try to buy them off or sweet talk them or impose yourself through physical abuse that 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 harassment is not going to be called for what it is. And And, yeah, and that's, people need to understand they don't have the rights to anyone like no one 
owns you. No one. A thing that really yeah. scared me, and I've had this. I've had people saying, "I'm an empath. I know what you feel." Mm-hmm. And I was there saying, "No, that's not the way. This is." Yeah. I said, "No." But no, 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 no. This I'm an empath. This is the I know how you feel. Like it's it's this coercing you into mm-hmm. their narrative, their sick twisted narrative. That's really scary, you know. Because how many times you're gonna say to somebody, "No, that's not the way I feel," and they go through, "Oh, I'm an empath. You don't need to speak about how you feel. I'm gonna tell you then. how you feel." Yeah. yeah. You wanted to add something onto that? Um, my mind kind of blanked a bit, but I, I. I agree with that a lot. Like, it, and to be honest, like recently I had some experiences that made me question stuff a bit because, again, I thought like I'm getting better at like dealing with situations like catcalling and situations that are kind of very obviously like, okay, this is off. And and I trust my gut feeling. If the vibe is off, I'm going to go away. I'm going to not let it escalate. But sometimes it's, yeah, with other women, for example, or with people that they are sweet talking and and but then at the same time they're trying to pressure you into something except yeah. oh, oh no I, I think, understand no no yes, yes that's because, so wrong but yeah because that that is like it's like another <laughs> level of twisted <laughs> because it's not kind of are you it's, trying yeah, to it, help it's sugar or are you coated. trying to get what you it's, want first yes, of it's all sugar-coated it's, harassment it's not, you know it's grooming it's grooming yeah, like, people will groom you whether you're in a workplace where you're at yeah. home and this is again the the whole thing with the, the empath and that's mm-hmm. really something that angers me and uh, lying on being empathic and lying on you know really wanting the best for someone to try and put them into a place where they really don't feel comfortable, where they really don't want that attention. There is, if you're really an empath, you would understand that this is sick. This makes Mm -hmm. me uncomfortable and I don't want to be here. I don't want to listen to you. I am telling you how I feel. You have no right to tell me how I feel. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And for the people in the back. (laughs) It's, so that's, and, and yeah. that's something that's kind of like gets brushed because like, no, 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 I'm older than you. I'm, I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel. Oh, I'm older I than you. I said, no, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's no. And even sometimes they will say like, oh, but I love you so much. I just want you to be happy. Like, no, like, <laughs> and yes. yes. Or like, no, I know where you need to be right now. I know what you need right now. Um, no, clearly. Or this is the best like, for you. This is the best exactly. for you. I want the best for you. This is... And it's just so twisted because, you know, and and it's so dangerous because me as well as a criminologist and I specialize in, uh, I'm a behavioral analyst. Mm -hmm. Um, When I see this behavior in a subject um, that I am, you know, um, looking at or observing quite closely, it, it gets quite scary because then when you talk about the families and the individuals that surround him and you tell them, listen, you see this person for this, but this person also has this imposter behavior, yeah. which then is shows how much of a, how much they harass this other individual. And they say, no, no, he's such a good person. He's such a good person. No, but no. It and was probably this yeah. other person that got him triggered. Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe yes, something happened there is no, further. But there is no excusing, you know, whether it is one time or a recurring thing. Abuse and harassment should never be excused. Yeah. People do mistake, but harassing somebody, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. Because it's not like, okay, I tripped down the stairs. Like harassment isn't like that. Yeah. Don't trip into harassing somebody. Yeah, and, and you don't have to like literally kind of label that person as a bad person. It's just 
it's a bad action and you can you should never excuse that you know and i think all of this kind of further feeds into that self doubt or of but was i like was it actually wrong or am i imagining it and actually like my my sister shout out to vanessa um but she she kind of i was opening up to her about something and she kind of find a, found a way to get through i think and and to help with the whole concept of was this wrong or not because sometimes it can be difficult when you experience something alone to kind of see ah but am i imagining it or was it actually really like this bad and she was like okay but imagine you are like this exact story that you just told me it's not something that happened to you but it's something that our niece for example comes to tell us our our 5 year old niece or your 10 year old sister or 15 year old sister just another person who you really care about imagine they said the exact same story to you mm-hmm. would you also be questioning them of like are you sure no you would you would instantly realize like how fucked up this is yeah. so why aren't you realizing it for yourself, yourself. You know? In fact, you're reminding me, like, I'm I'm the eldest and I have a younger sister. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that my sister came up to me and told me that she got catcalled. I think she was still, like, 16 years old. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> it hits different. It wouldn't have happened in front of me, like, because that would have been a moment that I would have definitely stood up to them. And we should always connect with that feeling that it's either happening to someone we love yeah. Even if it's happening to you and you're not realizing how serious it is, you should know the nature of those actions and the consequences that they can bring yeah. and to absolutely not accept them. Not accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to ask you all. So we've already kind of touched upon education a little bit, but I want us to go a bit deeper. So how important do you think education is in changing these attitudes and what kind of conversations do you think parents should be having with their children, whether they're women or men, mm-hmm. to avoid, not just to, not, not to avoid actually, about respecting others in a public place? I think uh, teaching people boundaries mm-hmm. would be the, not, not just people, just in, even in school, being awareness of boundaries, I think would be such a big step forward. Um, even in regards to act the way of acting and mannerism, you know, but boundaries, I think for me, it's, uh, you know, it's the most important things that should be taught in school. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it can be easily taught in school. I mean, you can teach music and all these other things and you cannot teach boundaries, which yeah. it's a tool for those kids to really do something great for their lives and mm-hmm. ab- avoid, you know, abuse in the best of. And they can be used in all situations mm-hmm, like we need yeah. boundaries in our fam- family relationships Correct. in our friend relationships mm-hmm. in our workplace relationships okay so we have boundaries Antonella um I think like I definitely agree with boundaries I think just reinforcing the idea of respect like I I, I keep on mentioning respect but I feel like we're currently living in a society that's becoming more and more individualistic, mm-hmm. more competitive, more like, you know, you're trendy if you're joking about something. You're trendy if you're gossiping, if there's rumors. And this all stems from like disrespecting other people, but you also know, from and, insecurity, and, and from insecurity. So I think that dis- like people should just kind of 
discuss and educate on how to respect other people, how to respect yourself, because the more okay you are with yourself, the less likely you're going to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. So this is really important. And to to practice it, to show it. Also, because it's not just about the words. A teacher can tell you, you need to respect other people and then like discreetly insult a student. It needs to be or, or bully students. Yeah. Like how? This is, this is a, a contradiction. You cannot say, guys, respect each other and then bully a student the next second, you know, or, or allow bullying to happen among students. So... It needs to be taught. And bullying is another form of exactly. harassment. So these things need to be taught, but they, underrated. yeah, like they, they also need to be practiced. You, you, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. learn by seeing, by not just seeing. by hearing. Sure. Like you need to show respect to other people, even with kids in families. You need to show that there's respect between you and your partner, you and the rest of the family members. And disrespect, sorry to jump mm -hmm. in, but disrespect is not through violence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because a lot of families mm -hmm. turn, uh, you know, um, especially from what I've witnessed, yeah. like in fear, like they have the yeah. kids in fear that like, mm -hmm. you know, if you do something wrong, there is nothing wrong in making a mistake, mm -hmm. you know, Um you know, but obviously having that abused and if you make yeah. a mistake, that's also something that can impact the individual to then act up even more. And that's something that... some people associate violence with discipline, you know, yeah. when it is not the same thing. And, and this is like, again, it's like, why are you going to hit your child or hit anyone in front of your child or in front of anyone Making else? it look like it's okay. Exactly. And then it's kind of the same as like a parent who smokes all the time and then tells their kid, you're not allowed to smoke. I'm sorry, but how is that actually teaching the kid to not smoke? Yeah. Because you're doing it in front of them all the time. Mm. So even if you say don't smoke, you are giving them the lesson that it's fine to smoke. Not hating on smokers and stuff right now, but you know, it's an example, it's, it's an example mm. that words matter a lot but actions what matter way more so yeah. these things are really important and this is also why it's important to educate professionals because especially with little kids little kids say a lot when you hear them because they don't know how to filter yet mm -hmm. so they will say oh yeah my dad hit my sister for example like they sometimes these things will be said because they they're not filtering things. So listen to what they're saying. If if they're telling you, for example, I'm scared to go with my mom here or like listen to these Ask things. Yourself and why? Exactly. Like scared. read between the lines. Yeah. It's yeah. important. So it's important to educate the professionals because especially when it's with younger people, they need the support. You need to be able to see signs they of... They also need the protection because they're younger, to look up they to are as vulnerable. Well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's you need to 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 be that figure that gives them that protection. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, when kids don't have anyone, they turn to other things like suicide. And that's also very, very scary because it yeah. all comes from, you know, a place of, you know, obviously not in all cases, but in some cases it comes from a place of being uh, feeling persecuted, feeling like mm -hmm. you don't fit in, feeling harassed, you know, yeah. bullying. Yeah. And it's this uh, very sad, uh, you know, circle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Marta? 
chief uh, kind of fed into my point, tipo, but I'll <laughs> say it in a different way. Because in my mind, I had it, tipo, when I'm being catcalled, when I'm being approached, and there's a mother and a daughter right next to me, and I don't, I, it's not that I want the mother to tell the kid, listen, I don't want you to, you to accept that. I don't want, but not saying anything in a situation where you're, you can see whatever is happening, happening, but you decide to, no, don't, 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 don't meddle, do not go, don't try to, yeah. to, to insert yourself in the situation, let them sort it out. Say something. I don't want to be the whole see, say something, see, uh, see something, say something. But at the same time, if you're not going to teach your kid right in front where, where they have a visual demonstration of what is wrong and what should not happen. And you're just there like, when's the bus coming? No, yeah. I mean, it, it, tell it, it's, it's right there because you can explain it to a kid. Listen, when this happens, you shouldn't you should do this or you should you shouldn't do this. But when it's like right in front of you, that's when I'm sorry, I'm a visual learner. That is how I would learn from a young age. I mean, Kids, when at a young age, they're flexible physically and mentally. So whatever you're taught in primary school, how you're brought up, how you're taught, what you're taught, and the ways you're being taught, at a young age, that's that that that's how you will form, how you will think in the future. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. tipo, So not saying anything when there is literally something right in front of you happen. Attack nervous. How can you not? How how I'm not gonna say I, I can't touch the topic of oh well you, you can't be a good parent if you no not at all. But in this specific case, it's a sorry it's a perfect opportunity for you to teach your kid in that moment what should not happen, what they should look out for, what yeah. they should something but don't let it slide as if it's okay because then that will continue feeding into oh well I mean I saw it happen to that girl so I can do it to a girl mm -hmm. yeah no. And unfortunately, there is a lot of the mentality of kind of denial. Like if I if I just don't talk about it, we don't talk about it. It's not happening. Mm. And and the, that's the really not how it works. Did you speak and, about it at the time that it happened? Yeah. No. Like why why deny all these things? Why stigmatize them? And then just it's just making them okay in the kid's eyes. And. It's the same situation that you were talking about before as well of like, oh, but they didn't shove you in the car. Mm. Like, why do we have to wait for something to get unbelievably traumatic, unbelievably bad to do something? Why do we have to wait for people to kill themselves to change a system? Or to be like, killed. Like, or to for be, example, in harassment, yeah. um, like we were talking before, one of the women that uh, was a great journalist and got harassed and reported this, yeah. uh, Daphne Caruana Galizia, uh, we all know what happened. We all know she was being harassed, but no one protected her. She had placed so many you reports know? as well. And it's not like she just, didn't ask for yeah, help. And there is just so much a victim can do. But when a victim is not heard... And a woman with her platform, with her... It's net. I don't know what the word is with her connections. I'm like saying, oh, but she looked for it. She shouldn't have done her her job. But she has. That makes she was doing her job, mm -hmm. and she should have not been killed just because mm -hmm. she was doing her job. And she reported it all the harassment. She reported. It. She asked for help. That's what she feels into. Then oh, but if Daphne didn't get help, how the fuck how? will I get help? That's the and sad that thing. it fuels it, that, the cycle. That is just a little loop because, loop. It's because uh, also Daphne wasn't just a woman that was walking down the road. She was a very well-known woman. So yes, mm -hmm. it that gets to that. If like, her with if her that happened contact. to her, somebody who was so loud in 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 the field. How am I, Mrs. Nobody? How, who's gonna listen to me? Yeah. Who's gonna believe me? Mm -hmm. yeah.
Correct. Mm. And that takes a big, big uh, realization because even Daphne and uh, Daphne's family, they're still fighting mm-hmm. for, for justice mm-hmm. as we're talking right now. And it's, uh, it is very, very scary because that's also another form of harassment that was not taken in accountability and mm-hmm. it resulted with violence against an innocent woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's important to start small as well in a sense of unfortunately changing the entire system is going to take a long time but at least if we show respect in our daily lives if we start changing the system slowly even through the people who are close to us maybe that will help because sometimes you will not get justice from the legal system but at least if you have a support system that is validating your experiences and helping you grow from the experience rather than letting it destroy you mm-hmm. that makes a difference at least for yes, your but own we do need to advocate for better laws that protect oh, that definitely. is not not just for women sure. that protect against harassment with everyone definitely. whatever the gender yes. And, and for uh, certain things to not be said in court. Huh? Like there were yeah. certain situations where the magistrate would actually say, suggest that they were asking for it or, yes, or make exact- comments about what they were wearing at the Yikes. time of the incident. Oh my God. Like Side when this reaches yeah. that, that level, yeah. that it is being said inside, inside in of a courtroom, that just yeah. goes to show how deep this issue is, yeah. you know? It cycles back to how we started in reality with discussing the comments from authoritative figures that are meant to be supporting your justice. Yeah. Saying things that will screw it up even more. And this is why it's so important that to report, but to also have your mental support whilst it is happening. Because yeah. these things... Again, there needs to be education to these professionals as well to not say these things, but you need to be supported because when you hear these, it's it will break you, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. also with uh, with uh, you know being supported, mm-hmm. the stigma when people know that you're being supported, you need to kind of forget all about that. Yeah, you know, because there's always going to be stigma. However, therapy is one of the most incredible things. Mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for therapy, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, you know, like you were saying, you need to be supported. And you can't uh, when you go through all this trauma you cannot uh, say okay i'm not going to go to therapy because it's uncomfortable it is because it's uncomfortable that you're yeah, going to find yourself uh, really you flourishing it. out mm-hmm. and i'm i'm a big advocate for therapy because it's still a taboo here mm-hmm. in multi mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. and people will look at you like you have mental health yeah. problems if you go to therapy but n- you don't have you don't need to have mental which is totally problems. fine by the way exactly. i mean if either way but yes exactly but you don't need to because at the end of the day therapy it also it is a safe space to open up mm-hmm. and also come to the realization that if you are being abused or if you are actually the abuser you might not know you can yeah. rectify your uh your behavior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and be- beyond boundaries i think therapy it's my yeah. advice that i would yeah. that yeah. i would give And for people to refer as well, because again, for example, if you have a case, you report it to the police and there's the famous not enough evidence, Mm. which unfortunately, I mean, if you have been... Like if you were hit inside your own home or if you were raped alone like if if you can barely remember exactly what was happening like there are so many situations where the sufficient evidence is 
almost impossible to get. In these situations, even if you're going to look this person in the eye and say, we cannot help because there is not enough legal evidence, at least offer, okay, we cannot offer legal help, but, but there's victim this. support, Malta. Yeah. There are therapists. And, then, and refer to therapy, to psychiatrists, because... Instead of just shoving the door exactly. and be like, we cannot help you, goodbye. It's yeah. not our job. Exactly. Because yeah. some, yeah, some things are out of people's hands. But at least you can validate and refer to someone that can help them process it. Like also, there's a system needs to be done. Because like yeah. we were saying before, if you are sexually assaulted, the fact that still there is not system, even from the no, hospital no. side, from you know the police side. Lack of empathy, huh? Yes. lack of empathy and, and respect a lot of for the victim yes and a lot of harassment and this is for both genders because when you go and hear the stories in Patchable you will hear a fair share of both genders mm -hmm. being harassed and sexually yeah. assaulted and actually like you said if it's a man going to report it's actually taken even more not seriously yeah. because yeah. they're like oh why didn't you like the attention yeah it's like this this system it's not okay messes up men as well you know it's not just women who are suffering it's yeah. men as well i mean they're already also under a lot of pressure coming from past decades more but of like not being emotional you know there's oh you're gay if you're there's crying a like, there's it, an so, absolute stigma on men being emotional which is exactly. by the way so bad because I rather have a, my man very like in tune with his emotions no. and very like aware of, you know, not hurting my feelings, mm. my friend's feelings or, you know, mm. and being actually, no. it's not about being politically correct, but it's about really going out of your way not to purposely hurt somebody no. and not to make them feel mm. uncomfortable. The way society is, is like, okay, men's emotion is anger. Women's emotion is they will break down and cry. And then if anything happens outside of these boxes, like, whoa, what the hell is happening with this yeah, person? Like we're not conforming now. <laughs> exactly. Like, or whoa. mental health. Or exactly. Yeah. So it's just. Okay. So yeah. I love how you two have just been bouncing off of each other. But <laughs> um, uh, this show is coming to a close now. And I would just like to express, I love when this happens. You girls have been answering my questions before I even ask them. I saw you taking them <laughs> off and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the conversation flowed so naturally. I'm so happy you are all to, here today. Um, I would like to give you, all of you the opportunity to make your closing remarks, the final thing that you would like to say, perhaps something you've been wanting to mention and didn't really get the time, your message that you have for people. What do you want to close off with, Maria? I would say, obviously, treat people the way you want to be treated with respect. But also, if you see something, even if it's a friend, a family member, don't feel like you're going to go against your family if you speak up. Because at the end of the day, abuse and harassment are never okay, whether it is your family doing it, whether it's your friend doing it, whether it's your friend bullying somebody else. So that's what I... And this is why I wanted to be here today is really to speak about this. And and that's what uh, I leave it to. And thank you and Trudy for, you. for having me today. Thank you. Antonella? Um, well, the main thing that is coming to mind is to kind of really emphasize that it is never your fault. Like... It is, it is not, no, it doesn't matter what you are wearing. It doesn't matter what you are doing. It is not your fault if someone 
stepped over those boundaries if someone hurt you in some way physical sexual verbal emotional it is it is always important to try and understand each other but it is important to love and respect yourself what we were talking about like tuning into you know imagining it happening to someone that you really care about that is really important but it is important to work on showing that love and care for yourself as well because it makes a lot of sense to see what if it was happening to my niece but also think of why like why is it i will get upset if it happens to someone i care about and not, not if it's me. happening to me mm-hmm. so focus on loving yourself as well and because when you love yourself you realize your worth and what you shouldn't stand for exactly and i think that is one of the hardest things to do in life unfortunately mm-hmm. i'm still learning as well i think many people are but yeah just that that it's not your fault to love yourself respect yourself and respect other people just like if everyone just loved each other it would be yeah. a better world yeah. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Antonella. Thank you. Marta? Um, they've both hit my points, <laughs> Maria especially, but I think aside from those two is don't underestimate how... And I'm going to go a bit on a different topic, but still within... Don't underestimate how things, how fast things can escalate, even on dating sites, but Because... It it could be, oh no, his profile is super cute, we'll be okay. If anything, my sister has my location. Yes, okay, but don't give in to what they want. Like, you've never it's met so this person. You know? the, yeah. So you, you shouldn't have to go through something traumatic for you to realize what shouldn't happen to you. Tipo, yeah. what, mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, not weirdly enough, just dating sites especially. Because mm-hmm. now everyone, like meets on dating apps meets on instagram meets here there online social media platforms and then things like this happen like speaking for myself and i saw it as oh but he looks like a nice guy i tried to see the best in this person no not even the excuse of oh my sister just went to hospital nothing they don't be so quick to see the positive side in someone because most of the time it's Yes, that positive side is there, but there's also this. There's also the part that will traumatize you. And I'm not saying, oh, be careful of everyone. No, be careful of everyone, but don't be that... Don't ignore the red flags. Don't, don't, exactly, don't ignore the red flags, because at the end of the day, by seeing those red flags and recognizing them, that's when you can stop something. That's when you can at least get ahead of something, not to let it get worse or worse. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me here today. I am sure that this conversation is going to help people out there. And if if not help other women, it's raising awareness about the realities that a lot of people face in their lives. And I just think that's so important. So thank you, all of you, for all your thoughts and for being so open with such a difficult topic. I am honestly just so happy. Thank you.